Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, December 22nd, and welcome to episode 74 of Buds and Blue Jays. This is your place for all things Toronto Blue Jays related. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my usual co-host, Riley McConnell. And today on our show, it's the holiday season. It's the best time of the year, as some people would say. And we are hoping for some Blue Jays-related items underneath our Christmas tree. Whether it's new players, whether it's better performance, or whether it's, hey, a new jersey, who knows? We're going to come up with all that. And Riley, you and I together have come up with a list of 10 things that we want under the Blue Jays-related Christmas tree. So excited for that. But before we get into it, Riley, how are you, man? What's up? Jesse, fantastic. Just kind of getting my holidays underway. Mm -hmm. Very hectic time, obviously. Taking some time away to talk baseball and yes jesse it's a perfect time of the year to ask santa to ask the baseball gods a ton of blue jay stuff i don't care if it's merchandise merchandise is always cool Mm -hmm. but i wanna i wanna kind of ask for you know something a little more i mean something that's not materialistic something like uh on-field performance things like that maybe some moves things like that i like you know it's not a physical gift for me. The 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 gift I want to receive, Jesse, from all this is kind of good good overall play on the field, man. That's what I want. I think nothing would make us more happy than a good, productive Blue Jays team that is good in the regular season, good in the playoffs, and ultimately wins a World Series. But before we dive too into the deep to that, remember, guys, our show is free and we're available on all platforms. So if you're watching us on YouTube, guys. Like the damn video, will ya? And please subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to us out in podcast land, five-star review is the best way to go so you never miss an episode. But with that being said, Riley, Santa's on its way. You want to jump right in? What is on our Christmas list for 2023? I'm going right in. Top item of mine, man. Yes. And I mean, let's be honest. You get a t- maybe the same kind of toy every year, and you know mm-hmm. there's different models of it. I don't know. Could be a Game Boy. I mean, Tamagotchis were a big thing for sure. a while to throw it back. You get a new something. Man, my, I want a new Jose Barrios. The one that we got right now is just broken. I mean, I still want Jose Barrios, but I want a new version. I want what we gave up uh, Simeon Woods Richardson and Austin Martin for. I want a Jose Barrios that could be a base in the American League, man. I mean, I was flabbergasted. If you were to ask any baseball fan last year how Jose Barrios would do, only satanic ritual doers would have said what he had done last year and nailed it because he just was awful. What I want to see this year, Jesse, is just a better performance. I don't know if that's, you know, better pitch mix or, you know, hiding his pitches a little bit better or, you know, maybe messing with his delivery or, you know, his athleticism, whatever it is, some tweak something. But what I wish for Jesse, my top of my list item, (laughs) as a matter of fact, is a new Jose Brew. Brios, I want a new version of that man in 2023, Jesse. Boy, sure does it. It sure does feel like the type of performance we get from Jose Barrios in this season is going to go a long way to how successful the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be. Like, if you look at our rotation right now, Riley, Gosman and Manoa are going to be rocks. They're going to be good. Chris Bassett, the new guy who I'm excited to see pitch, should be rock solid. He's been rock solid for his whole career. And then in our five spot, it's Kikuchi and Mitch White, who, if they're anything like they were last year, it's not going to be too good. Now, I believe in Kikuchi, but that's a story for another another day. Um, And then it's going to come down to the performance of Jose Barrios. If he is good, if he is the guy that we got in the second half of 2021, he's going to be amazing. But if he was this guy last year who struggled with his fastball, who couldn't get the curveball over for strikes consistently, who gave up a lot more home runs, who, you know, walked more batters than he ever did before, then it's going to be a problem. And I'm with you, Riley. Nothing more better than a fresh, crisp, recharged Jose Barrios going into 2023. I couldn't agree with you more on that aspect, especially assess- assessing our other pitchers. We know what we're going to get from Alec Manoa and Gosman. Yes, there's a little bit of a question mark at the down end of our rotation. Mm-hmm. Jose Brios has really got to be solved for us uh, in order for us to be successful in this division because, I mean... If we're talking about splitting a lot of our games, if we go a lot of five-day stretches when we're two and three, three and two, two and three, two and three, three and two, things like that, we're not getting far ahead. Like we need, I know Jose Brios finished with more wins than losses last year. I know, miraculous that that happened. (laughs) But the pitching performance does have to be better. I do like wins and losses. It's a cool stat to look at, but it honestly means nothing for a pitcher Correct, these yes. days because you got to have good numbers in order to get those wins. Sometimes you got to be lucky, lucky as well, but he got the run support. But Jesse, at the end of the day, 
We just need Jose Brios to be a better pitcher. We know what he can do, and we're going to have him for a long time. Let's start in 2023, maybe start a little bit fresh. I mean, the back end of 2021, yes, did fantastic, but let's see what he can do in 2023. Really wishing it. Top of my list, Jesse. Top of my list. We're going to do an X-Factors episode as we get closer to spring training, but I'd imagine Jose Brios is going to be on the top there. And let's let's talk about Brios a little bit here, too. There are some signs, Riley, of some good things that like positive regression could be coming. And then there's also some signs that be like, no, this is going to be dreadful again for Barrios. But if you look at stuff like the BABIP, Riley, 328 BABIP, and that was the highest in his career by far. It was actually second highest in all of baseball behind Kevin Gosman. So that's kind of a thing that just sort of fluctuates throughout the year. You would expect that to be better. And naturally, if that's better, his hits against him are going to be better this year. So you could see things go better. And his ex-FIP, which is basically how well a pitcher pitched on the things he can control, was about 4-2-1, which is right on par with how he was in 2019 and how he was in 2020 with Minnesota. So that's a positive thing. But then you look at some other data, like his strikeouts, Riley, 7.8 per nine, worse than his career. His walk rate was highest since his rookie year. And just, you know, his fastball just got crushed. So are you taking a more optimistic approach that we're going to get good Jose Barrios? Or are you thinking there are signs of declines here? I do think there's we're going to get a little bit of both. I do not think yeah. that he is going to be as bad as he was in 2022. However, Jesse, that being said, I do think that he will pitch very steadily. Sure. Um, I think this is a good time in for him to kind of switch up maybe his repertoire of pitches. Um, if it's not working, he got barreled up an awful lot and gave up, I think, you know, Per, per innings pitched, he gave up more home runs in baseball than any other pitcher. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at that number alone, it's a it's a cause for concern. I mean, he's good. He got hit hard. He got hit hard on the first pitch of his, you know, the first hit he gave up and the last hit he gave up in the season and a ton in between, man. Uh, he just needs to he needs to be better. But I really do think, Jesse, that, yes, there is a little bit of regression. But some positive to take away from this would be that I I don't think he's he, he's certainly his career isn't over by any means. No, of course he's not. still going to give not. us around a four four ERA, maybe limit the strike limited strikeouts. But yeah, maybe the walks for sure. Walks and the hard contact need to kind of uh, go to the wayside a little bit, man, for him to be effective on this team. All right, I'm with you, man. I'm hoping for a good Jose Brios performance. I think I'd bet, I don't know. I remember last year just being terrified every time Jose Brios took the mound because he could be good. He had those starts where he went six innings, you know, one run allowed. In fact, I was at a game. He had 14 strikeouts against his old team. So you know what's there. But Riley, today also I was uh, bored. So I turned on an old Blue Jays game from the summer because I'm a psycho like that. And uh, it turned out to be Buck Martinez's first game back from his postponement. And Jose Brios was on the hill. It was against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. So I was sitting that and I was watching that game. And Jose Brios, he ended up giving up three runs over five innings, I think it was. But like a lot of the hits he gave up were just little soft infield hits. There was a ground ball that went right under Bo Bichette's glove, you know. And I think this is just a matter of the defense behind him didn't play super well. And you got to expect it to be better next year. And yeah, I think I'm coming out of this thinking Jose Brios is going to be better in 2023. I mean, don't expect the guy to finish even in the top 10 for Cy Young voting. I think those days are behind us, but do not expect as big of blow ups. I mean, even if he doesn't strike 180 batters out, Jesse, I still Mm -hmm. predict more than 150 strikeouts, and I would not like to see triple-digit walks, of course. I don't think we're going to see that by any means. 75 is is an okay number. And yeah, I mean, the defense behind him, you know, should up hits. There's no question about it. if if they can find if they, if they beat them clean, that's that's fine. That's that's the way the ball bounces. Jesse, we're gonna look back on this year, and it's gonna be the worst of Jose Brios's career. Good, I hope I'm you're pretty, right. I mean, there's there's no other way unless he's pitching into the dog days of his career. I think that we're gonna be okay in 2023 with them. But yeah, absolutely, I'm optimistic, but I'm also very certain that he's going to have a bounce back year. All right. Well, another thing, the first one on my list of things I wish to find underneath the Blue Jays Christmas tree this year that set up a nice center field at Rogers Center is I want to see a better pitching development program or a better pitching development system in place. Now, this is obviously easier said than done because every team across baseball is trying to draft pitchers and get pitchers to be successful. But Riley, I looked it up over the past five years since the 2018 season. There have been four pitchers drafted by the Blue Jays who have come up to the big league level and actually had a season where they produced at least one war. 
Can you name those four pitchers or at least one of them? That we've brought up. So Alec Manoa, yes. number one. So that we drafted too, like not guys that were acquired in trade or we signed as free agents, guys we drafted. Alec Manoa, of course, number one. He yeah. was a first round pick, so, 11th over. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the no brainer. And I'm pretty sure. So Nate Pearson did not have a one more season. Correct. Correct. Correct? Okay. So now we get into some areas. And are these all starting pitchers? Um, one reliever, another starter, and then one guy who kind of did both. Okay. Well, Jesse, instead of me fishing down, because I could go on forever, actually, let me just pull up one more guest here. (laughs) Because I know Manoa is for sure. There's an Um, obvious one. It's been up with the club. There's an obvious one I'm missing. Still on the team today. Uh, Pitched a lot. Was an all-star this year. Was an all-star this year. Jordan Romano. Jordan Romano was another one that was drafted by the Blue Jays that have produced a one more season. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the other two, okay, Riley, Jesse, you... I'd oh. yeah. Uh, the other two, uh, Marcus yeah, Stroman, you go. What? of course, drafted by the Blue Jays, uh, a former first overall mm. pick in 2019. And the only other Blue Jays pitcher who has produced at least a one more season that was drafted by the Blue Jays and developed by us was Ryan Brucky, who in 2018 had a 1.7 war, and he was a 15th round pick. So, Riley, over the past five years, We've had four guys drafted, developed by the Toronto Blue Jays who have actually helped contribute a positive notion to the Blue Jays roster. Riley, I would say that's kind of poor, to be honest. And if you look at the best teams around Major League Baseball, the last four teams, Riley, that have won a World Series have all had these pitchers come up from their system and dominate. Houston this year had four guys who were all drafted and developed in their system. Valdez, McCullers, Christian Javier, and Jose Orquidi all contributed to their team. The Braves the year before, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, Huascar Hinoa. The Dodgers in 22, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler, Dustin May. And I could go on and on. And all these past few World Series winners have had these guys come up and help the team and make them win. And the Blue Jays just, I don't see that happening. If you look at the names of their top prospects they've had the last years, Nate Pearson hasn't been good. And although I'm not ready to give up on him, he simply hasn't. We've traded guys like Gunnar Hoagland, Simeon Wood Richardson. Sean Reed Foley was a top prospect. He hasn't been good. TJ Zoich, John Harris, Connor Green, Eric Pardino. These are all guys who have appeared on the Blue Jays' top pitching prospects list, and none of them have really produced, aside from Alec Manoa. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That could be a really good thing. But yes, as you said, Jesse, easier said than done. I think there's yes. a lot of like there is there is a certain skill with with being a scout and scouting, you know, regionally, internationally, like, you know, college scouts, high school scouts, big things like that. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin, to be honest. First of all, I'm not a guy who can rate pitchers really well based off sure. the eyeball test. Um but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how much more money it costs to put in for the program. But yes, Jesse, I love a good home-brewed pitcher. I mm-hmm. mean, if if you ask anybody who their favorite, uh, you know, Blue Jays pitcher of all time, chances are they might say Roy Halladay, who That's is mine. our absolutely. one of our best homegrown, if if not the best best and favorite of most people. I mean, you know, there's something that goes along with that. And yeah, we've, I mean, you mentioned Sean Reed fully. I mean, that's a name that, <laughs> I mean, he, he kind of, he, yeah, he's, he's, we will have talked about him before the show. We're not, we're not sure if, uh, if, if Foley is, is still, you know, uh, even on a 40 man or an, he might, he's maybe 40 man by the Mets, but we don't know. Anyways, the moral is that, yeah, we could possibly sink some money into our scouting program for pitchers, but Hey, Jesse, I want to remind you something that, Ooh, okay. um, you know, we have won World Series before in the past yep. with, you know, let's talk Jack Morris, who we acquired, who was yep. in his the dog days of his career. Let's talk about Dave Stewart, 1993. I mean, there has, you know, you get I mean, we're talking modern days, Jesse, but the Blue Jays track record shows that we've acquired players late in the season or at the start of the year in those championship years. And we've come out just fine with, with homegrown, with homegrown prospects and guys like Alomar, for instance, who was instrumental in those world series, John, all as well. So, I mean, it could go either way, man. I mean, baseball is one of those sports where 
you can kind of shape your 26 man roster, a lot of different ways and get a lot of different outcomes. But yeah, I believe pitching comes first, man. And when you're growing guys, you know, an 18 year old prospect from the Dominican versus a 22 year old arm, uh, you know, on the East coast or whoever, wherever he's from, you know, is he the best guy? Is he going to be major league ready in four years? You know, is he injury prone, things like that. I don't know, man. There's a lot that goes into developing a major league ball player. And yeah, Honestly, I'm still excited that Manoa's on our team. He's going to be an amazing pitcher for years to come. But yeah, I'd like some surrounding uh, pitching for sure. Agreed. And the fact that of these four guys I named, the only guys who weren't first round picks were Jordan Romano and Ryan Brucky. Like over five years, you need a pleasant surprise to come up there. And maybe we get it this year. Maybe we have like a Yasra Zuleta come up and actually like shove for this team or we get something like that. Or there's an injury and a guy like, I don't know, Nick Allagayer takes the place and just goes and shoves. I wouldn't bet on it. There is a spot here for Ricky Tiedemann, but again, he was an early round draft pick as well. So I don't really know if I'm counting that one, but something's going to get happen and it's going to be good. Riley, what is your next item on the Blue Jays Christmas list that you hope Santa brings in? Jesse, I mean, uh, we talked about pitchers. Let's talk yep. a bit more about what you and I know best, and that's the offensive side of baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you more than me. But, Jesse, something we both like to see, something every baseball fan likes to see, is the long ball, man. And Some people say how chicks can you it. not ask? Yeah, and how <laughs> can you not ask for more home runs? Specifically, Jesse, I want to put a little more on Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s shoulder for this one. Absolutely. I want more home runs, especially out of Vladdy. We know what he can do at the plate, man. He was a runner-up for an MVP award. And last year, it just it wasn't the same guy. It felt like a different ball player. Yes, mm-hmm. the defense was was absolutely elite. But on the opposite side of the ball, it was a lot of, yes, hard contact, a lot of hard line drives, hard ground balls, not a lot of no doubt home runs that we saw in 2021. Yeah, I mean, exactly I felt 15. like there was, 15 of his home runs were considered no doubters by StatCast. I would like to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. absolutely tear the cover off in 2023. I think it's about time. There is no regression. Baseball is a a sport, laws of averages. You always hear me talk. Everything kind of works out in the wash. I do believe he has a 50 home run season inside of him. I do do not know if it's going to be this year or in future years, but he is going to get pretty damn close. And I know for a fact that he's if he elevates the ball a little bit, puts a little more arch in his swing that he's going to drive the ball out of the yard a ton more than he did in 22, man. And that's what we got. I feel like that's, you know, what a lot of Jays fans wants. That's what he wants to do. That's another one, another kind of top of my list thing for sure. More home runs, especially from Vlad Jr. Yeah, that goes right in hand in hand with what I was going to say as my second one. We just need him to stop hitting the ball in the ground so much. And like we talked about this, Riley, we talked about it a lot during the season last year when we had our guests on. They've talked about how Vladdy needs to be all-star MVP level Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or else this team is going to struggle and like he needs to be prime Albert Pujols or prime Miggy Cabrera especially now after trading Teoscar Hernandez and not replacing his offense anywhere on the roster like we need him to be even better and the way he's going to do that Riley you mentioned he's just going to stop beating the ball in the ground I have some stats here to back it up if you look at his four years in the big leagues and look at his launch angle and compare him to Woba 2019 his launch angle was 6.7 degrees he had a 329 Woba 2020, 4.6. He had a 338 Woba. 2021, he had the highest launch angle of his career at 9.4 degrees off the bat, which led to a 419 Woba. That was his MVP year. That was the year he hit 48 home runs, Riley. It was working. It was correlated. Last year, career worst. 4.3 launch angle, and I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. His Woba was down almost 70 points to 351. It's no surprise. Vladdy can hit the ball harder than anybody else in baseball. And all he's got to do is hit that into the air and the numbers will come. We just need more of that going into this season. Jesse, the bad thing about baseball is that loud out loud outs are still outs. You can hit a ball 103 miles an hour at the shortstop. But at the end of the day, Jesse, when you look at the line score, you lined out to the shortstop. That's 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 an L6, baby. You might as well have gone down looking, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, pretty well, Jesse. Listen, I don't know. 
I don't know or have what it takes to be a guy to hit 40 home runs in Major League Baseball. But I do know that Vlad Jr. has what it takes and knows what it takes to do that. He has done it before. And he, if he's done it once, he can do it again. Certainly at his, how hard he's been working on himself, man. Vlad Jr. is in incredible shape. I hope this offseason treats him well because I think he's going to come back hard. I think he's going to come back strong. Do I think he's going to hit 48 home runs? Personally, I do not. Do I think he's going to hit 40? Absolutely. And maybe and some. I mean, and, you know, not to put it all on his shoulders, man, but collectively as a team. Yeah. Matt Chapman. I'd love to see more home runs out of him. Where do yeah. you talk? You talked about it, man. We just did not replace Teoscar Hernandez in the, the same way. We, yes, we have a, a def defensive specialist out there, but we definitely took away the power that Teo brought to the corner fields for sure. And, that's I mean, if we depending on what catcher starts the year, man, or, you know, if we how we roll with the DHs, things like that are Kirk, not a big long ball threat last year. Jansen, we talked about him. If he's on the team to start 2023 and get some ABs, you can count on Jansen for some pop. Lawrence, I don't know, like whether yeah, he just he kind of appeared. Bugs bunny, Bugs bunny muscles, Jesse, where it kind of <laughs> just rubber bands and goes down and hangs. He absolutely no pop in Lourdes's bat this year. Yeah, he hit 300 for a time, but and, but that that was it. Um, yeah, absolutely, Jesse. I mean, like you said, chicks dig the long ball, and it seems that teams that hit home runs also win ball games. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, if there's runners on base and you hit the ball out of the yard, that's three runs, that's two runs, that's four, who knows? I mean, they say the solo shot doesn't kill you, but I believe this team is great at producing runs and you know, I might as well throw in runners in scoring position too in there. Yeah, didn't even that's going to be a big thing. Didn't too. even have, Jesse, didn't even have it on my list. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we should cash in some runners in scoring position by hitting sure. the ball out of the park. We got a runner on second and a guy hits a two-run shot with two outs. Buddy, I'll take it. I'll take it because that's that's a run that we probably didn't score last year, man. At the end of the day, though, whether there's guys on base, whether there's no guys on base, I think that this team is going to hit more home runs in 2023. I'm quite certain of that. Um, also, I just lo I'd love to see it, man. I I think that Vladdy is not going to take the same played approaches that he did this year. And I do think, I don't think he's going to have 48, but I do think he's going to have 40. All right. Well, give me your next take, Riley. What do you want under the under the tree from Santa this year? So we're going to go from one franchise player to the next. And sure. I want to talk about, I want, I said that I wanted a new something. I wanted more home runs. And this time I want fewer of something, Jesse. Okay. Oddly enough, I want fewer of something under my tree. And that's fewer defensive mistakes. And I'm basically going to put this around one guy. Sadly, we know who we're talking about. Yeah. Bo Bichette, I yeah, gotta throw you under the bus just a touch. Bo Bichette, hey, if you're a shortstop that leads the American League and hits two years in a row, that's pretty elite stuff right there, man. There is und undisputed, no question about it. Not picking on him or anything on offensive. I'm going to pretend that baseball is only defense. This is a strictly defensive chat with Bo Bichette right now. Jesse, we just acquired a ground ball pitcher in Chris Bassett. Yes, correct. I think th that it's, it's extremely crucial, especially with you look at, you know, what Barrios is probably going to bring in 2023, what's probably going to happen there um, in the soft contact and things like that, or hopefully inducing soft contact. We could be end up being a team, Jesse, that doesn't strike a lot of hitters out in this upcoming year. I'm just, just taking a shot in the dark and saying that. It's going to be absolutely crucial for Bulbachet to maybe slow down his game a little bit and be real sure-handed out there. I mean, there was a lot of wacky throws last year. I mean, the guy... You know, we didn't acquire a Carlos Correa at, at, at you know in free agency. We didn't get a bigger name shortstop. We're going to be our guy. Bo's going to be always. That is, there's no question. When Semyon played second base and Bo was on short, I was still a touch confused. But it was Bo's job there. It is still Bo's job. Mm -hmm. There is a 
Yeah, him a really and his, good chance, Jesse, that we watch Bobachet play shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays. Him and his agent to want Bobachet to play shortstop because that's where you're going to make your money. And we talked about last episode how the free agent class after this one and shortstop is actually dwindling. So Bo's going to be here. Bo's going to be our shortstop. And Riley, if you're looking for a sign of hope and improvement from Bobachet's defense, he um, was in the field for 103 more innings than he was in 2021. He had one fewer error and he had. About the same assist, same amount of chances, same amount of points. In fact, his defensive numbers, if you just look at the base rates between 2021 and 2022, actually look very similar. And we've seen things across Major League Baseball. I'm trying to think of some examples here of some guys who went from a – Tim Anderson, for example, went from a pretty poor defender in his, uh, in his third full year. Because let's be real, Bobochet's only had two full seasons playing shortstop at the big league level. Um, and his Tim Anderson's third year, he became into a good shortstop. Marcus Simeon early in his career struggled with shortstop and then became one of the better ones in the game. It's a lot to ask for. And there isn't a lot of stuff in the data that really shows he could do it, but he's still young enough. He seems committed to his craft. I wouldn't rule out a positive defensive season for Bobachet this year. No, certainly not, Jesse. I feel like it can go up uh, in a lot of ways, man. Bobachet is not... Not even close to being done developing his tools. And shortstop is a premium defensive position. There's no question about it. Um, you know, typically I would say your strongest, maybe you're either your first strongest defender or your second strongest defender, depending on how you judge outfielders. I mean, he plays an important role on this team. He contributes in a lot of ways. I know that he had a, a you know a better season, but I still feel like there is more in Bo that he can give us a better defensive year than what he has currently been giving us. You know, in you know since he arrived with the big club, I I I feel like for sure a lot of people are on him. I mean, he is under the the spotlight a lot, Jesse, and I think mm-hmm. the consensus and he's be is again this year too. I feel the consensus, Jesse, is just going to be fewer fewer mental and physical errors at shortstop. We're going to need it, honestly. Again, I hate to bring up this point, but we brought it up with Vladdy. If the Blue Jays are going to get to where we want them to get to, Bo Bichette is going to have to play good defense and be good with the bat. Again, another guy we're going to need. And that kind of goes into my next wish that I want for Christmas this year is just all the players on this team, Riley, have got to produce and they got to stay healthy. Now, I know that's very generic. And I know that's kind of a thing. We want every team and every person to be good and be healthy. But I think it matters more for the Blue Jays this year than any other year before. And Riley, over the past three seasons, Vlad has only missed three games, period. Bo has only missed six games over the last two seasons. Matt Chapman has played 150 plus in each of the last four full seasons. And Alec Manoa and Kevin Gosman each made 30 plus starts last season. Those are probably our five most, aside from George Springer, maybe five of our most impactful pieces on the team. And they were all healthy last year. And we only got to what, 87, 88 wins. I don't remember our exact number. If any of those five players have to go on the 60 day IL or miss a month or miss two months, like Riley, our team is in so much more trouble. We don't have the offensive pieces on our roster to cover a bow, to cover a blad. We don't have a guy who can play as good as defense as Matt Chapman. We don't have a guy who can pitch to the quality of Alec Manoa and Kevin Gosman if they were to miss two months. So it is very, very, very important that these guys stay healthy in the 2020-23 season or else we might be in trouble as a team next year. Very thoughtful of you. I mean, all joking aside, uh, very important uh, for, you know, always want to wish good health upon everyone, especially over the holiday season. Now talking about baseball players, guys play, it's 162 game schedule. If you play 160 games, I mean, that's a modern day Ironman. Vladdy, an absolute durability work workhorse on the field. I know that there are some days spent at DH, but you're still in the ball game, man. As far as I'm concerned, it, you're still in the ball game. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with days, taking days off and stuff. But man, is it ever, you know, stressful? I mean, there are certain plays you watch a guy, you know, maybe try and beat out a ground ball and then maybe grab his hamstring after he touches first base or something. And you just you just wince at it, Jesse, because you look at some things as harmless as they can be. I remember watching I uh, um I, I, I don't I think it was I was actually watching the game live, the, the Braves game where Acuna hurt himself bad and right oh, field yeah. and it looked it looked, looked really like nothing to me. And it turned out to be a season ender and I thought, Jesus, like that's a bad break. Mm-hmm. You never know when it's going to happen or who it's going to happen. I mean, there are no untouchables in this league, Jesse. I mean, anyone could have a knock on wood. Anyone can have a career ending injury at any time. And you hope that players play safe. Um, and they get to get back to your other point, Jesse. Yeah. 
we're in a whirlwind of trouble, buddy. If oh, we absolutely. have to send one of our big guys onto the 60 day IL, then dude, I don't know. You cannot replace the bat of Vlad. You cannot, uh, you know, or, you know, how Bo's been playing as of the last two seasons. Those are hard players to replace it within our system. We don't have, uh, we don't have the guys. We don't have the, the aggregate in our system to even replenish that help. We could bring three players up to try and replace one. Mm-hmm. And it, it wouldn't be the same as having a one Vlad or a one Springer or a one Alec Manoa. You always want guys to be healthy. Jesse, again, though, Guys are bound to get injured. It's 162 it's happen, games yeah. in a it's 162 games, man. It's gonna happen. You just hope that it's not for a long time. I mean, if you're if you have a small injury every, you know, couple weeks that keeps a guy out of the lineup for two nights, that's okay. But when you get into your torn ACLs and Tommy John surgery needed and hernia discs and things like that, then you're talking big time off, man. And if it happens to an impactful player, Jesse, honest to God, I don't think, I think that, you know, the Jays are in more trouble than we're saying. I think if we, let's say, I'm just going to give a huge hypothetical and I'm not, this is not jinxing. This is a total hypothetical. Right, if something if, bad happens, it's on you, man. <laughs> We're gonna let's, remember this. Let's, let's hope, because because there's a lot of suspense now. But sure. if something were to happen, like Gosman get put on the 60 day, and then let's say a bow get put on the 60 day, I mean, there goes one of our aces, and there goes our shortstop. I mean, how do you go about replacing that? It's very very difficult. I mean, then you'd have to almost you kind of look at the whole operation and have to make trades, things like that. So Jesse, the moral of this gift is, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely, Just stay yeah. healthy, boy. How he- stay healthy, boys. Stay healthy, please. Holy jumpins, please. No, that goes for any team. You take like Jordan Alvarez off the Astros, or you take any of the good guys off the Dodgers. I'm sure it hurts them too. But I think it hurts this Blue Jays team even more just with the amount of like the lack of depth, honestly, we have on this team. But. That's what I'm hoping for. It's probably the one I'm hoping for the most, honestly, out of all these ones here. Just be on the field and just be productive. But Riley, give me your next one. What are you hoping from Santa this year? So this one, I actually, because, you know, it's, it's you know, the time of the year to give and to share. I want to share one of my girlfriend's thoughts. This one goes out yeah. to my lovely girlfriend, Carrie Cole. I asked her the question, Jesse. Mm-hmm. As she knows, I was recording and I said, hon, I said, we're doing this. Jesse and I are doing this on the episode, you know, kind of Blue Jays gifts. Like, what do you want to see more of? Like, what do you want to see like fewer of? And You're she crowdsourcing your homework, I see. More. You're uh, outsourcing. She's, yeah, <laughs> I did. I wanted a little bit of help, you know, second opinions sure, and yeah, things absolutely. like that. And she said, she says she wants to see the same amount of team love. And I thought that was okay, excellent. Yeah. She, she, she loved the, you know, what goes on. I mean, she very heartbroken. The tail has gone. Trust me, as are all of us, <laughs> but the team, the team chemistry on this team is absolutely second to none. I think that the chemistry is wonderful and I think it goes a long way. It is a long season. You're, you're spending a lot of time on the road. You're spending a lot of time at home. Like, Sorry, I shouldn't say at your own home. We'll say the Rogers Center. That's yep. what I mean by home. But you, it's a long haul with the same 26 guys or different 26 guys, depending with coaches and everything like that. But yeah, absolutely loved how this how this roster worked in unison and absolutely would, too, love to see the same kind of team chemistry kind of go on because it is such a fun group of young players to watch in the right. I think the right, the right young guys are there mixed with the right veteran talent. I think it's lovely, man. I wanted to throw that in, give, uh, give my girl Carrie some love there and throw her on under the tree for, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Putting, giving some love to the blue Jays clubhouse because it is such an electric vibe. That's very wholesome, Riley. I'm sure uh, I'm sure we all like seeing that. There's a large percentage of Blue Jays fans out there who really do like, you know, the workmanship and the teammates and how everyone seems to be there for each other. Similar story. I took a girl to a hockey game the other night and her favorite part was when someone would score and the players would all hug each other after they scored. So I guess it's uh, it's kind of what some people want to root for when they watch these games. But I'm with you, man. And like, it's not something that can be measured with statistics, like how good clubhouse chemistry is. But if it's not there and it's bad, it can absolutely sink a team. We've seen that around Major League Baseball in the past. And honestly, 
winning is probably the number one cause of happiness. If the team is playing well, they're going to love and support each other. And you're going to see high fives. You're going to see people rushing to get the home run jacket out for other people. But absolutely, man, it's, it can only help the team. It can't hurt it. And Hey, you got to see these guys. You got to show up to work with these guys. You might as well get along with the people you got to work with. Right. Absolutely. Love the, Absolutely love this team, man. I, I There's not one player I can honestly say I dislike. We'll see what Mr. Kevin Kiermaier brings. I'm sure he will be fine. It's hard to hate the guy, He, you know, just because he played against us. I mean, hey. Oh, he's going to fit he in well. He's going to fit in he's well. Gonna, he, is, he's, he is a a veteran player. I mean, I would expect the same kind of thing from, from him as I would George Springer kind of thing. They've been around the league a long time, man. I know. This isn't that, you know, I love that it was brought up to me this because I like to say it on the show, the, you know, how good the team chemistry is, because it's not even a question of will this happen? We know that the, the love is real on this team and that the guys are, are a real, a real click. And it's, it's so cool to watch, man. Honestly, just can't wait to watch it, I guess. And just let's see more of the same boys because it, it, it's real fun to watch them play ball. 99 days away from opening day, Riley. We are getting there. We're under 100 into double digits. So it'll be here sooner before you know it. And if you're keeping track at home, we've now listed seven of our 10 things that we're hoping to see under the Christmas tree for the Blue Jays this year. Riley, I'm going to go ahead with my next two before we get into you and you can have the final one here. And my next one, Riley, is we got to stop wearing the red jerseys. It's time, Riley. I can understand. Do it on Canada Day or maybe that International Baseball Day in Canada, whenever that is, which I'm still not convinced is a real holiday, and I'm still convinced it's going to But there is no need to play these red jerseys. We are the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays should be in blue. And frankly, man, I don't even think they look that good. What are your takes on our red jerseys here? Because I think it's time we get rid of them. Jesse, I could not. You've said, you, you know what? You say less crazier things than me, but this is <laughs> such a rational and well thought out thing that I would never have thought of the jerseys. Yeah. Jesse, I absolutely, if, if it's not the 1st of July, don't wear the damn things. Agreed. On, I agree. Canada, on July 1st, Canada Day. We got a we got a Sunday afternoon game or an afternoon game of any sorts. Bring those jerseys out for sure. It's got the leaf on the cap, just the leaf. We're still the Blue Jays. But for the 161 games that remain in the season, we're going to be the Blue Jays. Yeah. We're representing Agreed. Canada for one day, and I totally love that. But for the rest of the year, man, not a chance. No chance. White panels, love when they do that on occasion. Mm -hmm. When they when they bring out the red jerseys, almost the same amount that they do the white panel hats. I'm like, no, don't. Don't give me the red jerseys. There's a lot of people. If you disagree with us, please let us know why you do like the red jerseys. Yeah, honestly, because I'd love to I, hear your I, argument. I, I do want to hear the argument. But, Jesse, I couldn't agree with you more, man. If it's not Canada Day or some, like, I mean, I'm, I'm saying one day of the year. We wear them one day of the year. 161 games. We wear the rest of our Blue Jays attire that fits with the theme. But, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Riley, can you tell me how many times in 2022 the Blue Jays wore their red jerseys? I'm going to say way too many. I'm going to say <laughs> um, I'm going to say they wore them six times. Uh, it's over. They wore them eight times in 2022. Oh. And I went back and I actually looked at the record. They did have a winning record with the red jerseys. They went five and three. But they also started 0-2 before going on a stretch late in the year. And in fact, I looked this up because I was really curious. They brought in the red jerseys in the 2015 season, and they only wore them on those two days, Canada Day and National Baseball Day in Canada. But it was in the 2017 season, they decided to tinker around and they wanted to wear them a little bit more. In fact, they started doing every Sunday afternoon home game. They wore the red. I don't know if you remember that. I think it was like... Uh, you know, Tiger wears red on Sunday and we can be the baseball Tiger Woods. So we're going to wear our red jerseys and we're going to make everything be great. And uh, no, that didn't happen. In fact, um, in that 2017 season, they wore it on Canada Day. They lost to Chris Sale and the Boston Red Sox seven to one. They wore it the next day because it was a Sunday afternoon game. They lost to the Red Sox 15 to one. And then the next Sunday after that, they were home against the Astros. They lost that game 19 to one. And there was another time we were wearing red jerseys in 2021. We were in Buffalo where Yusei Kikuchi, yes, that Yusei Kikuchi was still pitching for the Seattle Mariners and pitched a gem against us while we are wearing the red uh, jerseys. So red jerseys are cursed, man. I'm done. Get them out of here. They can be a retro thing. Maybe you'll see it at like a music festival one day. You'll see a red Blue Jays jersey and that'll be ironic. But for me, I'm done with the jerseys.
love how you threw the stats and numbers in there because I do associate bad records and bad play with them. But at the end of the day, doesn't match with our theme. And those are, you look at the record as a thumbs down and cosmetically thumbs down, Jesse. Just not cool. Candidate for sure. Other than that, Let's stick with what we got because it works. We're tossing away thumbs like we're in mid-season mode, Riley. No off-season for us at Buds and Blue Jays over here. We've got it going on. All right. I want to give my last take, too, about what needs to be changed, Blue Jays related, or what we want to see under the tree, Riley. And this might already be happening because, as we've mentioned, the Blue Jays have been going through renovations at the Rogers Center. So we don't exactly know what's going to look like and what it's going to be there. But I think it's time we get a whole new remake or makeover of the food options, the food and drink options you can get at the Rogers Center. Because to me, you know, you're a classic guy, Riley. I know you love a good, like, goods pop. And you're like, I know you love a good hot dog at the ball game, But <laughs> oh. your options are really only chicken fingers, fries, pizza, and candy. And, like, they have a wide selection of, like, craft beer you can get at the game now, a whole bunch of things. And I think they should really expand the stuff. Like, getting Mary Brown's chicken in there was a great start. But I want to see more stuff like that. And, honestly, my big gripe, too, is get a freaking coffee shop back in the Rogers Center, man. We don't even have a Tim Hortons in there anymore. If you want a cup of coffee at the ball game, which I would get quite frequently, you're drinking like the pre-made stuff you see at like gas stations or the stuff you can get at like your local, like Wellington Dukes hockey game. Like it's nothing, nothing crazy. And Rogers Center being the company, what it is needs to put better food into their system. I do. And being Canada's team, I think it's you nailed it, Jesse. I know you said it at the start. I don't care what it is, a Starbucks, a second cup or whatever. whatever but I almost feel I feel like it has to be a Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. Tim Hortons, you know, the great late like Tim, great, great late Tim Horton, who, you know, famously for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's a it's a Canadian. It's a Canadian industry. Now, I, I think it's not owned Canadian anymore, which kind of sucks, no. but it's associated with Canada which is great, and it would be perfect in the Rogers Center. I could see the red cursive writing across, walking around the 100 section, the bowl, as I do with my rounds um, two hours before game time, as yep. I do. Um, absolutely, Jesse, the selection would be great. Um, I myself, not a huge coffee connoisseur, but I know, Jesse, you and many other people who would benefit from this. And... Yeah, I guess if they do, if they do put it through, I mean, have fun paying seven fifty for a right? medium double double or whatever it is. But hey, more selections is awesome. I'm but- gonna be fine having street meat outside beforehand and then going in and spending about. $60 inside the ball diamond. Hey, uh, still a major W though, that we can bring outside food into the Rogers center. Um, I've seen like pictures online of people bringing like whole charcuterie boards in there. I saw someone bring in, which looked like a seven pound steak into the Rogers center before people have brought in whole pizzas. So that is a massive W. I guess if you don't like what they have in there, bring in your own food. And the last point I wanted to make Riley is the company that runs this is Amarok. I think its name is. They literally make prison food. Their job is to like provide food to the prisons and stuff. So doesn't seem so great when you go to the ballpark and you're eating prison food. But hey, teach their own. I mean, it might surprise you, but I have actually not been to prison. I do not know what prison food <laughs> tastes like. I will tell you, though, I do enjoy a good $18 chicken finger meal from sure, the sure. ball diamond. I still I don't have it with me on the show. You see the cup I drink that was from opening day. It's um, uh, the powder blue Blue Jays cup. I'll, I'll show it to you. You see it all the time. No, nope, not a postseason one, Jesse. One. I got a postseason But one. it was from opening day of 2022. Okay. Well, Riley, that's all. Those are my five wishes I want to see under the Christmas tree. Riley, you've got one more. Take us home. What is the last gift? The gift you're saving to the I end. Mean, let's, yeah, buddy, let's end with probably the biggest one. I mean, what do we all hope for, Jesse? We all hope for that. We want the commissioner's trophy yeah. We in baseball. Mm-hmm. We want, we want, we thirst for this, Jesse. The last time, I, I mean, not even a trivia question. 1993 was the last time we won a World Series. It will be uh, 2023. I count 30 years in there. That makes sense to me. To, And to me, that's not a drought by any means, but it certainly would be nice and fairly poetic to do such a thing. I believe in this group of guys we have. I honestly, I honestly, I'm saying it at right at this very point right now, we are beating the odds if we do win the World Series. I would be lying to you if we said we were favorites going in, but we have the guys who can 
put on a show guys who are still getting better at the major league level, the right veteran players, if they turn back their, their internal clocks and play like the way they did at some point or the way they can play or guys that can pitch the way that I know how they can pitch, if they can harness that, then we have an unstoppable team. It's not all going to happen at once. There mm -hmm. are going to be hiccups throughout the year. We are going to see bone saves. We are going to, to see four strikeout games from some people at some point, things like that. There will be slumps at some point in the year, but I believe in this team and I'm not saying that we're going to do it. I'm saying I would really like to see it. It would be very poetic. And yeah, it's been 30 years. It's in no means a drought. There are longer suffering sports franchises than the blue Jays. But we have been very patient. We, we lived the 2015, 2016, uh, you know, kind of era you and I did. And that was our real first taste of postseason baseball, yep. being a Blue Jays fan. We're kind of getting right back into that territory now, Jesse. And I want to see us push farther than the ALCS. It would be very poetic that 30 teams in Major League Baseball and then every 30 years, your team can win a World Series title. That just sounds fair, right? One team every year to go on. And you talked about odds, Riley. I have some odds for you. This is from FanDuel Sportsbook of where things stand as of today, of where um, what teams are likely to win the World Series. Right now, the Jays are plus 1,500, so 15 to 1 odds to win the World Series. I think we're eighth in baseball, but we're third best in the American League behind only the Yankees, who I don't think are going to be that good this year. Uh, the Houston Astros and the Blue Jays are third in the American League. Teams ahead of us are Philly, San Diego, Atlanta, Dodgers, Mets, all those stuff. So not bad. We got to swing and chat. And once we're in the dance, Riley, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in postseason baseball. I believe that we will get there. We will find a way to the postseason this year. And it's going to be whatever. I don't even know what kind of journey it's going to be this year, Jesse, towards the postseason. It's going to be nerve But it's going to be sure. a journey. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, we have the team that can do it. And yeah, that's my last wish on my Christmas wish list. I'm sure as a lot of people would be a World Series championship, man. How else? I mean, if you if you, you always say it, flags fly, man. Mm -hmm. Like flags fly if you win, a you, win, you win a championship, man, it's a big thing and would be awesome. Has not happened in my lifetime and would absolutely kill for one. Do you want to take a stab at what your Oakland Athletics uh, odds are to win the World Series this year? Spoiler, they're not I, good. I, I, I assume it is by far worse than baseball. And is, are, yes. you, are you giving it to me? Are you giving it to me before or after they traded Sean Murphy? This is as of today. So after the Sean Murphy trade. Okay. I, um, I do want to hear this, obviously, <laughs> but I know it's not good. It's um, I think it's a hundred thousand to one or something. You throw one dollar on the Oakland A's to uh, win the World Series this year. I believe you win a thousand dollars, a hundred thousand. I'm not sure if I'm reading this right, but uh, a lot of money if you bet on Oakland and they win the World Series this year. But it's uh, it's money lost. Not gonna happen. Um, I would bet. I would bet on anything that <laughs> Oakland does not, in fact, win the World Series this year. Uh, <laughs> Something weird happened if Oakland is winning the World Series this year. But hey, they can't win it because the Blue Jays are going to win it this year, as we just mentioned there. And I'm with you, man. A lot's going to have to go right for this to happen. But I like it. And Santa, if you're listening, baseball Santa, please, please make this one the one. If any of them are going to come true, this is the one we want to happen out of all the others. The Jose Brios one would be awfully yes. good as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not picking. We'll take all 10 of these, to be honest. Uh, Riley, do you have no. any? Yeah, like, hey, dole out what you want. I was going to say, do you have any honorable mentions of something you want to throw out, something you were considering? Maybe you could get under the tree, but, you know, not so urgent. Mm. No, I think that we've got it pretty much all on the table. We covered some pitching, some defense, yep. some hitting. I mean, we only didn't really cover base running. I feel like, you know, maybe less mistakes on the base pass. Of course, basically, Jesse, the moral of the story here, man, is you just don't want to make mistakes on the ball field. That's, you know. Things you can control, I right? Mean, if we went out... If we went out and led Major League Baseball in home runs, I'm sure we did would do fantastic. But I would rather see us really limit mistakes out there this this upcoming year, Mado. I think good fundamental baseball is 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 baseball that's going to win you games more often than not. 
100% man. I was tempted to uh, bring up some stuff like Yusei Kikuchi. I'm hoping for the rebound. I'm hoping it's good. He's my guy, but we'll talk about him later. Also, I wanted to see a Nate Pearson resurgence because I can't go an episode without mentioning how good I think Nate Pearson will be. So I had to make sure I got that in there. And then I was also going to ask uh, Blue Jay Santa if he could return Lourdes Gurriel's power back, if he could get that back into his swing and get that going on. But I figured I went with the other five stuff and we'll worry about that stuff later. Yep, there. Hey, I could I could nitpick everyone. If in, you met, you went, I'll go an episode with now finally mentioning Matt Chapman. I would sure. like to see, you know, I know last year if we if we back the tape on it, I had a pretty high expectations coming into the season for him. Yep. I've lowered them a little bit, but I do think that I would also like to see maybe a gold glove in his stocking next year. I Give mean, I'm not going to say Absolutely. he got robbed. I'm not going to say he got robbed, but Blue Jays hardware always feels good. And, you know, it's not too often that we have gold glove infielders. And if we carry two at the corners, I feel like that'd be really cool. Matt Chapman played with uh, another Matt as far as Matt Olson. I like to call them the carpets, you know, two mats, <laughs> like floor mats, carpet. I always like that. That that's that that jokes for you, Ian, if you're listening. But um, <laughs> maybe if we brought if we brought Vlad in, in, in Chapman with you know, with gold gloves, that would kind of be back when they were, well, he was with his Oakland days to have our quarters having gold gloves. And I think that's unstoppable. If you got guys on the corners, gold glove defenders like that. Defense on the ball, diamond offense at the plate, good speed everywhere else. Sounds like a good recipe for a winning baseball team. Riley. I am in. Uh, that's going to do it for our episode here today though, guys. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We hope you all are staying safe. We got a big storm coming through Ontario this weekend. So please, if you're driving anywhere and listening to us, Please focus on the road as well as our incredible uh, takes that were given here and all that fun stuff. But stay safe. Have a good time around the holidays. Make sure you see some time for family and hope you guys get some cool Blue Jays related gifts under the tree. If it's not any of the ones we mentioned, share with us on Twitter what you got. Anything fun? We'll be happy to toss you a retweet and all that stuff. But Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? Nope, everyone have a safe and fun holidays. I hope you all have wonderful meals. I know that I am certainly at my ripe old age of 26. <laughs> um, I certainly, I certainly like a good family dinner to sit down Absolutely. and then have a Absolutely. big, a big, a big belt off couch nap kind of thing mm. afterwards. Um, no, I hope that everyone enjoys their holidays and everyone stays safe. And I suppose, Jesse. I will see everybody next year. Uh, we might squeeze one more in before the New Year's. We'll see. We'll see if there's any big breaking news or not. But until then, guys, we'll see you again. Let's go Blue Jays. Thanks, guys.